Yeah, of course, uh, our guides had uh, to find other jobs as we don't have any state support, unfortunately. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism, and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and currently I'm gauging how my fellow tour guides are navigating the pandemic. I'm speaking to Peter Hrenka from Bratislava today. Peter was born in Slovakia and has been a tour guide in the capital since 2010. Together with his brother, he runs a tour company called Authentic Slovakia, their catchphrase being tours beyond the ordinary. They drive people around in old Skoda cars and give you a rundown of Bratislava's old socialist sites and a taste of what the capital is all about today in 2020. Here is Peter Grenka. Um, how is um, Bratislava doing these days? Uh, it's actually, I would say, shortly waking up. So the life is somehow getting to normal at the moment. So although it was fairly dead uh, a few weeks ago or a few a few months ago, now it's now it seems almost as before <laughs> Corona. Oh really? Yeah, almost. <laughs> of course, the tourists are not here yet. I mean, rather, it's the life of locals, right? Yeah. So that that means most shops are open, just some nightclubs are closed, and so on. But uh, people don't have to use uh, the how do you call it scarves or what's the English word? In fact, yeah, the face masks <laughs> or whatever it is. Fa- the face mask. Yeah. So although it was compulsory until a few days ago, now it's actually not compulsory anymore in the outside i mean just in the public transport and so on so so it's actually changing now how do you feel about all of that Mm, i have mixed feelings i would say but somehow it might be helpful from many ways but of course it's also ruining many businesses Uh, i would say Fortunately, not us uh, really, because we were not dependent on some very big and uh, very tight cash flow. So for us, it was just like, I would say we survived. Of course, uh, our guides had uh, to find other jobs as we don't have any state support, unfortunately. So from this point, it's not really positive but uh, we will somehow survive it and well how do you do that how did we do uh no no like like if you say there's no state support um how do you get by mm, well fortunately we had some savings and fortunately we don't have any loans for well, let's say cars or uh, you know we, we guide actually people on the old skoda cars and uh, they are ours and actually their their value is just growing so that this is kind of positive way despite the fact we are not not using them so so it's somehow different than other businesses in our area i would say and uh, yeah tell me a bit about your your business because um you do you do do things a little bit differently uh, maybe you can explain a little bit about yeah, how you normally conduct your tours? What's your most popular tour, and and what do you talk about? Uh, that's true. Yeah, actually, we started already ten years ago. Just now, in these days or these months, we celebrate ten years. In fact, uh, because in two thousand ten, we decided to offer foreigners something different than most tour operators in Bratislava. Most tour operators were showing just the castle or old town, or generally, I would say the touristy stuff. And we decided to 
offer something like different and to to show Bratislava uncensored, I would say. And not only Bratislava, we would say whole Slovakia. That's why we call our company Authentic Slovakia. Uh, although we focus mainly on Bratislava and we wanted to make it also kind of like more like uh, experience uh, focus. So so not only on history, although there is plenty of history, of course, but also to some, let's say, rumors or current life of ourselves. So we don't tend to hide our personal lives. So we want to be as personal as possible. That Therefore, we focus on really very small groups. Mo- most of our tours are only for two people. Yeah? So because it's on, on the old cars, I mean, the post-communist Bratislava tour. Then we make bike tours and some other tours also out of the city, but on the regular cars because we don't want to uh, get stuck somewhere out of the city in case uh, the car is broken. You were saying that there is this sort of like dichotomy or like sort of like a division between the, the tour guides that do the older tours, the castles, the traditional tours about Slovakia, older history, and those that are maybe more keen on 20th century history. Who, who, what is your what is your audience? Like who, who come on your tours? Okay, regarding audience, I would say at the very beginning, we started to focus on younger people as, as we were really very young when we started. Uh, now we are after 10 years a bit older naturally. Uh, so we, we wanted to focus on backpackers, let's say, and like low cost stuff and low fare stuff, or as we can say. Uh, so, so this was our main core at the very beginning, but we soon found out that backpackers usually don't have any money to spend more than, you know, <laughs> they often sleep outside or in the cheapest hostels and so on, and they rather want to explore on their own. So, so we, we didn't have a big demand from this side. So at the end, it was mm, the main group of our visitors was rather around the age of 30. So those who who are still young, but already have a job and have money to pay a tour. So although we started our tours as our basically part-time job, we can say, so we were not so much dependent on, on high income. And uh, therefore we started with, uh, I would say, very funny prices at the very beginning. <laughs> now, now, now we live from it. So we have to set the price uh, naturally as, uh, how can I say? Simply, what what the market um, demands. Yeah. So so now I would say we have uh, various uh, people from various groups. Regarding the age, it's really from twenties until seventy. We have even more than eight years old, but they are uh, young in their mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's like often like um, I would say the people are really different with the. Uh, mindset than than those people who go on big group tours uh, just with the headphones to their ears and who simply want to experience something more personal than uh, than regular tours with just uh, basic historical info. You um, I w- w- there's of course similarities between Berlin and 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 Bratislava or Slovakia in the sense that both of them. Uh, at some time were communist or at least were socialist in in, in name. Um, and that means that, that on our tours we talk quite a lot about what it was like. Now I'm I, I'm not I'm I'm Dutch myself, so I'm not from Berlin. I don't have any history in my family with 
communism or people living under a socialist regime. Um, what what do you feel you have to explain to the people uh, coming on these tours? Because obviously there is a lot to talk about. Um, people come with all kinds of sort of preconceived notions about what socialism is. Do you often find yourself sort of justifying socialism, sort of uh, making it more positive, or the complete opposite, that you actually have a lot of maybe more younger people that have a sort of romantic idea of socialism or communism, and you'd, you'd have to sort of tell them that actually things were quite bad, or is there more of a balance in between? Great question, although very wide question, I would say, so uh, hard to say where to start to answer. Maybe I would uh, follow with the former topic, and that's connected with your with this year question, and that's who is searching uh, for us. Really, it's also the people who, who search for the recent history, what I actually forgot to mention. Yeah? So it's socialism or let's say communism, because yeah, it's, uh, of course, real communism never existed anywhere. So that, that's, that's the point. So, so we should speak about socialism, but some kinds of socialism are also in democratic countries. So maybe it's better to speak about uh, communism. Uh, we, of course, we have our own business. Therefore, we cannot celebrate <laughs> communism as it's uh, itself, of course, because in real communism, we couldn't do the business like we do today. So it would be stupid to, <laughs> to blame uh, or, I mean, to celebrate the regime uh, which uh, would be against us yeah so so naturally but simply we want to bring uh, positives as well as negatives but uh, mm, the totalitarian aspect of uh, socialism we of course hate <laughs> so that's what we want to emphasize and we really never have people who would be like uh, fanatics in socialism of course some people tend to have some ideas like that but uh, already on our website they, they see that we rather make jokes of it and uh, uh, like reminding the old Škoda cars it's rather a nostalgia to our past than the nostalgia to the regime itself pol like political wise so therefore you know it's like fun on the cars and it's nice to remember but we wouldn't like to to come back to those times oh no no I, and i like I, I actually didn't mean the question like that like i'm, I'm sure that uh, you're well equipped to address all kinds of questions i was more talking about your your audience like the people coming on the tours um, what do they expect? You know, when I when I look at at the tours you're offering, um, I see the cars. You know, I see the, the the old old timey neighborhoods, and I can imagine for people who just don't know so much about it that that all seems very peculiar and quaint and fun. You know, and sort of romantic in a way, driving around in this old car. So I was wondering, like the people coming on your tour, do you also always have to bring them down a notch, or like do you like just go and have fun with them you, you know what i mean mm. like i'm I'm not questioning that, your I, uh, I understand yeah uh well already at the beginning of the tour we always people ask or not always i do it not all guides maybe do it but uh i ask people uh what do you expect from our tour and that's very important for me to know because every person is different and the expectations are different and uh, we kind of want to make each tour at least partially tailor-made 
therefore, some people expect just to have fun on the old Škoda car, and they are basically not interested almost in any info I give them. So quite often I have people who speak more than me. Imagine that. Yeah? <laughs> you come on a tour, yeah, so, so some people are really talkative. Some are completely untalkative, and they, are, they even don't want to answer such a question, what they expect. They just tell me uh, that, oh, we just found you on the website and we booked the tour. Yeah? So very simple, neutral question. However, there are people who don't care about the old cars at all. It's, I would say, more the Americans, if I should divide this question by nations. So Americans are more interested in the history, especially in this communist or socialist history. And uh, uh, they, they really usually don't care what car we, we, we use. So often they we have even option. You can go buy modern car with air conditioning or with this old Škoda without aircon, and they often pick the, the modern car. So, so and they are then interested in uh, quite particular questions because many of them read in American news uh, about uh, Europe and especially Czechoslovakia in, let's say, 1968 during the Prague Spring. So, so many of them have really very, very exact questions. What is your What is your favorite stop to do on the tour? Hmm. Uh, maybe it depends on the weather because uh, one, definitely one of my favorite stops is the Soviet monument Slavin. It's also a cemetery of Soviet soldiers. Uh, so it's really rich with history and it's a, a great spot to document the, this monumentalism of uh, socialist works yeah, or communist or especially Russian or Soviet uh, works in our country. And uh, at the same time, it's a great spot for the views of Bratislava. So there is a uh, plenty of options to, to explain people where we are looking, how Bratislava was developed uh, during the 20th century, in which era originally in democracy, then in Nazi times, then in communist times, and then in post-communist times. So it's like a really great spot for for many topics, not only uh, with the focus on the Second World War and a liberation of Bratislava and, and Slovakia or Czechoslovakia by Soviet soldiers. So it's like great great spot where we often spend uh, more than half an hour. You, you uh, of course, have, haven't been able to guide uh, on the streets um, for the past couple of months. Um, what, what have you been doing? What have that was been? What has kept yourself busy? Uh, it caught us, of course, unprepared as as in whole world. Yeah, no one could expect that uh, tourism will not only slow down, but that it will be simply stopped <laughs> at all. Uh, so first, it was kind of a shock for first few weeks, I would say. But at least we found finally some time to to read the books or I like cycling. So finally, I had more time for bicycle, which I didn't have in past years or at, at least not in such an extent as I used, uh, as I would love to have. And... Uh, but uh, just uh, a few weeks ago, actually, we decided to to prepare something online as we were we checked that even in other countries uh, start some online tours and we are preparing it now because we don't want to actually on Facebook. We, we had some live streams yeah? several times. We offered some some specific topics and people could watch watch us uh, on Facebook uh, for for a free li like live live half an hour 
uh, tour, let's say. Now, you, your car tours, your Skoda tours, um, of course, very fun thing to do. How, how do you see that, um, f- the future of that, that kind of a tour now there is a virus? Uh, now, Slovakia started to open the, the borders finally. So we are thinking about making some advertisement, uh, maybe on Facebook again, at least to the surrounding countries especially Austria, that's our maybe most, uh, mm, uh, well, the country with most visitors for us, as for example, you know, Czechs have a similar history like us, so it's not so interesting for them as we often, although well, Czechs or Slovaks who book our tour, they, they want to have it just as a nostalgia, so they don't care really about the information much so that that's uh, like, because most uh, families in Slovakia or Czechia had the old Škoda car in you know so people have these memories so this is, uh, but uh, the future we hope it will be we will bring it back slowly step by step this summer already uh, the border should open I don't know in one week or two weeks for even more countries so but we of course don't expect this season be as good as the last season so hard to say and uh, uh, definitely will not hire uh, as many guys as we did before at least not in this season let's see next year it's uh, very vital we can say so hard to say what to predict that it's that it's really changing and we have some some hope in our online tour that even if Corona will be over, that at least some people will be interested in our online tour. Although it will be never the same like meeting the guide personally and being on the place. Well, Peter, um, I wish you all the luck and and uh, thank you so much for talking to me uh, today, for taking the time. And um, yeah, maybe we can speak again in the future. Yeah, let's see how the things will change and i wish your your website and your podcast uh all good so that you have a lot of stories that was peter grenka from bratislava i was interested to hear peter talk about the old socialist times and how to address them on tours in germany people speak about something called nostalgia which is a nostalgia for the times east germany still existed And as Peter explained, this nostalgia is often more related to aspects of everyday life that have disappeared than the fall of the totalitarian regimes. I do sometimes struggle with it on tours, explaining life in the GDR and the struggles of people living under these regimes, especially with travelers from the United States, where politics has become so black and white that it feels there is very little to maybe even no room for nuance anymore. For me, tour guiding has been an amazing way to get more engaged with the history of the city I live in, but also to get a broader understanding of the ideas and views that exist in our society. If you want to learn more about authentic Slovakia and maybe even want to do a little virtual experience with them, per usual, all relevant links can be found in the show notes. That's it for now. We're back on Friday with Marcus Bradshaw from Prague. We very quickly reevaluated what was important in our lives. And what was important was that we had somewhere to live, we had food to eat, and that we had running water. And everything else apart from that was just icing on the cake. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by CeCe White. Georgia Ryungu is my living performance piece. Speak soon, my friends. <laughs>